Welcome to Inspire on the Go. This season, we are focusing on growing together. It's exciting to know that we can grow in our relationship with Jesus and friendships with one another. Daily, as we abide in Jesus and invite His Word to abide in us, spiritual growth takes place in and through our lives. So what does growing together look like for you in your life and ministry setting? Grab a cup of coffee and join the conversation. Hey, sweet friends, it's Andrea. I hope that your day is off to a great start. I am so excited about our summer series of service. It is just so inspiring to know that we can literally be the hands and feet of Jesus as we live out our daily callings. And I hope that you have had a chance to listen to the other two episodes where we feature different aspects of Arkansas Baptist Children and Family Ministries. And today we're going to continue on with Summer Colbert. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited to meet you in person. We've uh, talked on the phone. I've heard about you. And so to actually see you and to meet you is such a joy. Tell us a little bit about you and your role at Arkansas Baptist Children and Family Ministries. Absolutely. So first and foremost, I am a Jesus-loving girl. And we I, love that. We do. That's that's a prerequisite for, for this kind of work. Um, I'm a wife to my husband. We're about to celebrate 19 years of marriage. And together we have three children, two biological boys, 16 and 12. And then our youngest joined us through adoption as a newborn eight years ago and we have kids and dogs running around and I wear many hats and spin many plates. I'm also a podcast host for the Love Regard podcast and the soon to be released called to Love podcast right. on the Christian Parenting Network and so I'm bored. I just sit around and eat bonbons all day long. I have nothing to do. <laughs> um, nothing to see. Nothing exactly. To <laughs> and then I'm blessed to lead a group of what we call champions through the yes. ministry of Connected which we'll dive into today and so I just have a heart for ministering where the Lord has called and it's been an interesting journey. That's great and Connected is a part of Arkansas Baptist Children and Family Ministries. We just love that there's so many different divisions and areas of specified ministry and we are going to just dive deep into that today. But before we get to that, let's just learn a little bit about you. Tell us about your backstory, how you came to know the Lord and uh, just uh, how he has prepared you for such a time as this. Oh my goodness. How long do you have for this episode today? No, <laughs> I really, I mean, I was so blessed to grow up in a home where my parents prioritized church. And so I can always remember being in church, but specifically when we became members of, as it were, First Baptist Springdale before it became Cross Church, um, I was nine years old sitting up in the balcony and I can tell you exactly where I was that morning. And there was no specific uh, message that really just stirred my heart that day. It was just the Lord said, go, come forward. Mm -hmm. it, it's time to, to express that own um, individual faith and, and take ownership of that. And so as a nine-year-old girl, I walked all the way down those scary balcony stairs and, and prayed and it was amazing. I was baptized that night, and um, the Lord just kind of took me on a journey, as it as He does. You know, as you're growing as a teen and, and you're learning to own your own faith. When I was in high school, I had a moment with the Lord where it was like, I really need to nail this down and make sure that I I know what I believe and why I believe what I believe. But all through those years, I knew that God had planted the seed and the stirring in my heart. I wanted to help people. I didn't know what that looked like. I didn't know if that was a career path. Um, or, or what type of ministry the Lord might take me down. And so as I started college after graduating, I only went for a couple of years and I ended up getting my MRS degree, as yes, they say, and yes. married my husband. He uh, was graduating with his uh, master's in occupational therapy and we got married and we started a life together. And pretty soon after we got married, started a, having a family. And um, the Lord actually, when we got engaged, if I backtrack just a little bit, we were on mission in Belize, Central America. And we... 
um, got to help work on a school there. And I just fell in love with those people and just really had a heart for missions. And specifically, there was a little girl that my heart just, I mean, absolutely tethered to that week. And it was really hard to leave her. And I think that was the Lord's first seed that he planted in my heart about adoption. My husband was always like, let's have as many kids as we want. Let's adopt and let's do this. And I'm a little bit more of the practical one going, let's think about this. And so as we started our family biologically, I had just shelved that that whole thought. And I remember very distinctly when our second born was probably just about a year, we were driving home on New Year's week and we had left the boys with my in-laws just to have a little bit of respite and some sleep because our boys were little at that point. And I remember the Lord almost audibly saying to me, you're going to adopt. And I was like, okay, okay, Lord, let's do this. Not having a clue the journey that he had planned for me. And so with that came a tremendous amount of sacrifice and refining and really a call to ministry that that I could have never imagined. And while over the process of about 10 years, we pursued nine different processes. And these were local, they were international, private, domestic, all of the ways that you can possibly seek to add to your family through adoption. Um, Out of all of those, we had only one successful placement. And so there was a lot of really introduction to the brokenness of what adoption is and really the understanding of what adoption is and why we need it in the first place. And so the Lord has used this calling of adoption really to grow me and to bring to life not even a child that's added to our family, but to birth a ministry. Mm. And so when Connected called and they were interested in this partnership, specifically piloting with Cross Church, um, it was an easy yes for me. Because when my husband and I were going through all of these things, um, you know, it's it's gut-wrenching, it's heartbreaking, it's it's, it has ways of refining you that you didn't even know you needed refining in. And we didn't have any resources. We had no guidance. We had no voice of experience leading us along the way. And so when I was presented with the opportunity to be that for others, I was like, I'm in. I, yes. I mean, I did not even have to think twice about it. And so that is a, a very small snippet of our journey and why I'm sitting here with you today. Let's talk just a little bit about adoption and how it's such a beautiful picture of the gospel. But yeah. also you mentioned that it's broken and yeah. that it's hard and that there's a lot of things to navigate. So talk just a little bit, you know, from your perspective about the beauty of adoption and the challenges that are faced when trying to adopt. Absolutely. Well, if you look at just the practical, there's the financial cost, which is typically too great for most families. And so that is a huge barrier. Somebody might have a heart for it, but they don't have the budget for it. And so it takes a lot of sacrifice on that part. I mean, we had to sell a house in order to pay for our private adoption. And and we were blessed. And that was the way that the Lord provided. And he can and does provide in many ways. So that's one aspect of it. And then really getting out of the way in having this mindset about adoption, that it's about fulfilling a longing or a want in your heart, but really it's about answering a calling to love a child and to steward a child. And I think that's something that we as parents have to remember so much of the time is even our biological children are gifts from God to steward, not to own, right? And so that was a mindset shift that really had to happen for me over a number of years because selfishly, when I make up my mind, I want to do something. When the Lord said, Summer, you're going to adopt, I was like, done. Let's have this done yesterday, Lord. I'm in. And that's just not how it works. And so you have to go through mountains of paperwork. You have background checks and fingerprinting and home studies and all of these things. And it it all adds up to one word, which is just cost, not just financial cost, but cost of time, cost of, of 
laying yourself down to make this happen or to take the steps for this to happen. And so there's a real challenge with that. But then on top of that, you have the spiritual warfare aspect of it. Because if you look at the reason for adoption, it's because a family has been broken. And one way or another, because we live on this side of sin, death happens, substance abuse, poverty, all of the different reasons why there is a need for adoption. Families who've been called to say yes to a child are being invited into a broken family bloodline, in a sense. And I know that goes deep really quick, but it really is the heart of it. And with that, the enemy's on the other side of it, and he has delightfully broken something. So when God's people step in to say yes to that, you're putting, I mean, just a big shiny target on your back for him to come after you to try to disable and to distract and to discourage and all of the things that he does, kill, steal, and destroy, right? And so you're setting yourself up for that. And so that's something that I'm really passionate about teaching families. Hey, husbands and wives, first and foremost, you need to be in unity about this, whether it's adoption or foster care. If God's calling you to this, you've got to in unity as a couple understand what you're saying yes to and armor up Ephesians 6 every day right and so that is a huge part of it that I think we miss because we have this hallmark idea of what it is and it is it's beautiful it's amazing my daughter is the most incredible reward that we could have possibly been given but through all of that we still walk through the issues like abandonment trauma and fear and anxiety and things that her little heart and her body and her mind were told in utero that there was some type of disruption happening and so we walk through that and we deal with that every day in different ways. Um, so there is that sacrifice there too of I've got to educate myself as her parent to steward her well and help her walk through those things and reconcile her story and what God has for her in her life and ultimately point her to Christ just as I would my own, my biological children and anyone else that I'm meant to encounter right in this life because ultimately that's our goal. And so there's so many facets to the adoption and the foster conversation that I think we need to be having more of and, and equip the church and our church leaders to have these conversations because we'll stand from the pulpit and say we champion this but we got to have the tools in place so that we can set families up for success and what I love about that mindset change is it's truly sanctification being worked out in our life because it's that process of going Lord I want to be your hands and feet I want to do this for your glory I want to step into uh, because of the calling on my life a broken situation and shine the light of Christ and to love and you know you and I've had conversations about adoption because as the listeners know I'm adopted And so I kind of sit on the other side of the table and I'm just so grateful for those who bring someone into their home and do that hard work. And part of my story is that I did struggle with my adoption. I did struggle with some of those different feelings of abandonment or, you know, struggles. But one thing I like to tell parents who adopt is that you know, it's not your fault. That's, right. You know, it's, it's it's because that's just part of my story. Yes. And I think that when we have that mindset change that I'm not doing it ultimately for me, but for the glory of God, for right. the furtherance of the gospel, and to help that other person on the other side, we're able to look at the big picture of the redemptive story that's being right. played out in that person's life. Absolutely. And so I think that's a great foundation as we're talking about connected foster care and as we're talking about adoption, because if we don't go into it with the right mindset, boy, are we going to get maybe frustrated and even maybe set up the situation to not be successful. So tell us a little bit about Connected Foster Care, uh, the ministry, uh, what it offers, how it works, and uh, just kind of the ins and outs of of Connected. Yes, absolutely. It, It really is. We exist to equip the church to be 
the hands and feet of Jesus. And that's what I love about this. Our mindset is always focused on God's mission of building, strengthening, and restoring families for his glory. It has nothing to do with us. And, you know, I think that if we're not careful, we can get caught up in a savior complex or a savior mindset. And, and, understandably so on one hand but on the other we really are we're broken vessels right that are pouring out and and we're just answering the calling and the assignment that God has given us and so really it connected we try to do that with our families so we are a privately licensed placement agency and what that means is we have the ability not only to minister to families but also to provide all of the professional and legal services related to foster care and adoption and so we're multifaceted we have a lot of things going on at any given time but we are able to my role specifically is champion and so we are that first point of contact that can sit down with a family and just say where is the Lord leading you and how can I point you in that right direction based on the professional services that we offer and through that we're able to go through what we call the five C's which really just represents the staff that we have and so champions were that first point of contact as I mentioned we have coordinators that are overseeing all of the cases in their particular area. They have ears on the ground and their hearts are in it. And what I love about every single facet of our ministry is the people that you are working with within our ministry are not just working from a distance. We're also doing this work in our own homes. The vast majority of our staff are active foster or adoptive parents. And so we know what this feels like to live life in the trenches, which is another reason why it was such an easy yes for me to join this team. And then we kind of go down this line of champion to coordinator. And then we have our coaches who take us through all of the licensing and certification process. And so everything that it takes within the state of Arkansas legally to become an open and licensed home, our coaches take care of that. And they also, we get to know our families. So we're understanding where they are in their lives. We're understanding their preferences. We're making calls based on all of those different things, ultimately keeping the need in mind. Because what's beautiful about this, and we were talking about this just today in a meeting, if 1% of the church steps up to say yes to foster care, 100% of the need will be met. That is just unbelievable. Sobering, right? Yes. And so, and you think, oh, that's such a, such a small number, but really we, it's within our grasp. And so someone just said this to me today, we don't have a foster care crisis. We have a foster yes Mm. crisis because we have the ability and with connected, we have resources now that we have never had before in the sense of a faith based agency that can come alongside and wrap around not just one person and not an unpredictable process, but a team of people that is literally going to circle themselves around you and provide every aspect of care, support, training, everything you need to get, I mean, be boots on the ground really and serve life in the trenches. And so I love that as we go forward, even specifically, we have caseworkers that are specific to connected. And so while you're working with the Department of Children and Families, you've got your own caseworker within uh, our staff that can support you. And then we have counseling on the other side of it provided through Living Well. And so everything that you could possibly need to be set up for success, we're able to provide. And I boast not in us, but in what Christ has provided in this organization and how the Lord has blessed and how we are growing so exponentially that we are having to meet constantly to redirect and and make sure that we're doing everything with the utmost excellence to the best of our ability. because we want to serve our families well. Which just reminds us that as we make ourselves available, God is going to provide that opportunity. Right. You know, and what I love about the process is that when the person on the other side of this uh, microphone is who is listening, when they meet with a champion, they're not committing to the process. They're right. just exploring the That's process, right. right? Yes. So they're just saying, I want to know more. I want to be, you know, educated on this so I can make an informed decision. So it's one of those things that reach out, have that conversation, educate yourself, uh, find out how you can be involved. Certainly. Speaking of that, what are some ways that women can be involved as well as church groups, 
different organizations, how can how can we plug into the ministry of Connected? I am able to meet with a number of women's groups who have such a heart to serve. And, and that is the beauty of, as you're describing, being the hands and feet, because there's always a need in some way. And so you can meet the practical needs. Uh, we have a lot of women's groups who will sign up to provide Christmas gifts, or they will uh, have a fellowship and they'll create freezer meals and they'll donate, you know, and have a drop off. They'll uh, write notes of encouragement for our foster families because there are really hard days that we just need to have the word of God in front of us. And quite frankly, when you're in the trenches and you're dealing with trauma behavior and all of the different things that encompass foster care and adoption, I mean, you just don't even have the strength to pick up God's word. So if somebody can come in and just insert a little card that they can open up and just you know, take heart, be encouraged. You're doing the Lord's work. Keep going, whatever that looks like. Um, So you can meet those very practical ways. We need prayer. As I mentioned, we are in a war for the lives of children and the soul. Ultimately, to see people come to Christ, because that is our goal through all of this. We want to equip families to love on children in a way that they can share the gospel and point them to Jesus, who does the ultimate healing and restoration, right? And so we need prayer. We need prayer warriors. Um, We also need people who can serve as advocates within our Desired Haven Ministries. We need people who can step up and say yes to foster care. And I hope I encourage you in my conversation today that while it is challenging, you have an army of people around you to help hold your arms up like Old Testament, you know, when when the times get hard. And so we need families to step up and say yes. We need churches to step up and become connected churches, which we're happy to talk with you about. If you're interested in that, please reach out to me. I would love to let you know how to do that and to really champion this ministry and engage your church in what it is to be one who serves in the areas of foster care and adoption. Um, We need support for our moms who are trying desperately to parent well. And so there's different practical ways that you can do that. There's so many ways to get connected within the ministry. And that's what I love. Again, how's the Lord speaking to you and how can I lead you? Because there's plenty to do. You just point me in the direction where you want to go. And, you know, God's plan is so individual and unique. And I love that he's going to use your gifting. He's going to use your calling. He's going to use your personality. He's going to use your past experiences. And so you're stepping into you know, ground that God has plowed and that you have a support system coming around you saying, hey, we want to help you be obedient to Christ. And that ultimately that's what this is, is you are answering that call and you're saying, I want to be a part of this gospel ministry. Whenever I think about a church stepping in and becoming a connected church, you know, that excites me because I think that that helps us to get our eyes off of ourselves and, you know, maybe even our comfort level. And uh, sometimes we can go to church and and think it's, you know, just uh, about us. And and, and it's, there is an element of of going that we just are so thankful that we can be filled up but it's to pour out and so you know I love that you know challenge that you gave you know maybe your church is going to consider stepping into this space and so your members are are, they're loved they're supported and they're surrounded by other members who are you know considering the same calling so I'm so thankful that you mentioned that and I hope that our churches will consider that you know as a women's ministry leader you can champion that call uh, you know for your church and your your women's ministry group can come alongside and you can pray and you can make meals and you can send cards but also uh, you could pray for God to raise up within your congregation two or three or four families who will say yes Yes to foster care. And so what a great call and what a great opportunity we have right here in Arkansas, you know, to impact uh, foster care right here in our home state. Whenever you think about, you know, your story and your life and your faith, uh, we always like to ask our guests, what inspires you when you think about just the the big picture of what God's doing in your life? You know, how are you encouraged in your faith? Oh, goodness. That's such a good question. You know, 
I think for me, a big part of my story has been so much of, I spent seasons where I really resented the mundane of, of life and motherhood. And, and I felt like I wanted to do these big things for God. And so as the Lord has taken me on this journey and understanding that really any contribution we make in obedience to him is big. And so that inspires me to continue going as the Lord. And if you're listening to this right now and you're thinking, okay, this sounds great, but it's for somebody else because I, I'm just changing diapers right now, right? I'm just sweeping up tears right now. Or, you know, I'm past that stage in my life. I've already parented. I've checked that box. Um, what really inspires me is the ones who they push all that aside and they go, what does the Lord have for me right now? And, and I've seen that so many with, with foster parents who they've raised their biological kids and they're like, you know what, I think we're going to foster now when you should be enjoying those golden years, right? And, and you see them move forward in obedience and how they impact the lives of others. That inspires me. When you see young moms get together and they're, they're walking through, you know, the sleepless nights and the spit ups and the diaper changes, but yet they, they prioritize that time together just to grow together and in Jesus and to parent well together. That inspires me because it is all planting seeds and building blocks for them to continue to grow in the Lord and all of that. And so that really, it it keeps me going in ministry. Just thinking small and thinking simple really is Mm -hmm. doing big things for God. Yes. And and the potential is great. It is. And it is great every single day. Yes. So thank you so much for that reminder. We are so excited for you as you think about what your summer of service looks like. And not only that, but what the fall looks like for you and for your church, for your women's ministry group. Pray now. Ask the Lord to give you a fresh vision uh, for the work he's going to do in and through your life for his glory. And then get connected with Arkansas Baptist Children and Family Ministry. Reach out to Summer, who is the lead champion for Connected Foster Care. She would love to just have a conversation with you. It starts with a simple conversation of just learning more about the ministry and practical ways that you can get involved uh, in the everyday aspects of life and ministry. Be sure and come back next week. We're going to talk to Living Well Counseling. We're going to hear about all of their uh, different uh, aspects of ministry and how you can not only benefit from that, but also get connected there. So enjoy the last few weeks of summer, and we'll see you next time on Inspire on the go. Thanks for listening. I hope today's episode helps you embrace the full free abundant life that God provides. Don't forget to follow, like, and subscribe to Inspire on the Go. If you would like more encouragement to help you grow in your faith, visit my website at andrealennonministry.org. Come back next time and enjoy another episode of Inspire on the Go.